This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Esplin uh, bringing you the Arty Farty show and uh, it's, you're of course listening to Otago Access Radio on 105.4 FM and uh, otherwise known as OR Otago Access Radio OAR and uh, the uh, subjects today of course art, a wonderful uh, opportunity these COVID days for artists to get stuck into their work and uh, I'm afraid I'm no exception. <coughs> I've been utilising the time to the best of my ability. And I uh, hope uh, all you uh, are too uh, opportunists as, as much as I am. Uh, now, it's my name's Ron Esplin. And um, today I'm on my own uh, because Andy is unable to accompany me. Uh, he's very busy at the Art Zone. And uh, as you all know, Art Zone is uh, uh, the... Uh, premier art shop in uh, in Dunedin <clears throat> and uh, he uh, is an artist uh, catering for artists uh, is uh, Andy Cook and uh, Andy was very uh, keen to let me know that uh, there are a couple of things that are happening uh, in his uh, uh, what is it in his orbit <clears throat> and uh, that uh, a particularly interesting uh, thing was a new product yes a new product for artists who would have believed it's been uh, millennia of um, uh, using uh, the same old materials, uh, but uh, there's always something new coming up, and this is called Uno, Y-O-N-O, made by a company called Marabou. <clears throat> and, you, and Uno, Y-O-N-O, stands for You Only Need One. And... The reason they've, um, they say that is that the new product they're bringing out is um, no matter what material, style or project, you only need one. And it's a marker, uh, astonishing thing, uh, it's a marker that is opaque, an acrylic marker for almost all services, uh, surfaces, not services, or services if you like. <clears throat> Just let your ideas run wild, think big. Uh, Rubbery, rich, matte colours have just as few limits as your own creativity. So just bring your ideas to light and show your environment what's in you. It's water-based and it's light-fast and uh, they offer you all possibilities. All uh, range of colours, no matter what task you want to implement, you only need one. Yono, Y-O-N-O. Now that's the the interesting thing that it goes it'll it'll work on from canvas to concrete, uh, so you don't have to waste your time searching for the right pen. Just go ahead and draw, and be creative. Uh, it's be, being a opaque, 
<clears throat> means that you can uh, lay down uh, a uh, colour and uh, just go over that with another one. And um, wonder of wonders, uh, it just um, uh, blots it out. So uh, even white over black and you get, you get your white. So you don't uh, change your pens like your clothes. You decide what your creativity, look, creativity looks like. Uh, no matter what style, Y-O-N-O, you only need one. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, and you can do line art and fine art. Uh, just let the job, don't let the job define the tools you use. Take what you're comfortable with uh, for any project. And of course, uh, what you, you can do is a wide range of colours available and uh, wonderful um, three sizes. There's a bullet tip uh, and a, um, a round bullet tip, a fine tip and a round bullet tip or a chisel tip. Um, they're available in those. And the tips are actually replaceable. Now, that's smart, isn't it? You can blend it, you can mix it, you can uh, paint over it, make blobs. And use it just like watercolour. Uh, and uh, the uh, range of colours, well, actually, the, the range of sizes is what really matters because uh, those three things that I mentioned to you the round tip, the chisel tip, and the, the sort of the thick, thicker tip and uh, they come out actually very reasonably priced. If you think you were going to, buying, you were going to be buying paint, well, you're buying paint, all right. Uh, but it's it, just each one. Is, um, they range uh, in price. The fine tip is $10. Uh, the um, uh, slightly thicker one is $11.60. And uh, then the, the, um, uh, the chisel tip is $14.50. Uh, but, I mean, you, you think of how much you pay for um, um, a, uh, a tube of paint. And uh, really, it's uh, very much the same cost. So it's a revolutionary thing. You've got to give it a go. Uh, I would think there'll be a lot of artists out there that uh, will find this uh, a very interesting new product in indeed. So at ArtZone, of course, uh, Yono, Y-O-N-O, uh, you only need one. Remember that, folks. And um, the uh, Art Zone, of course, uh, is in Hanover Street and 70-odd uh, brands of artist materials and uh, they specialise uh, in Art Spectrum, Windsor and Newton, Old Holland, uh, Dale Rowney and Senelia. And, uh, of course, um, uh, because of this uh, time, they're very happy uh, to take uh, mail orders. You can just ring them at 03477-0211. I'll say that again. 03477-0211. And uh, they not only do art a wide, wide range of art materials, they um, do picture framing, of course, and I do all my framing there. Ah, the wonder of wonders. Um, and uh, Andy's a, he's an expert, of course. So uh, a lot of artists, we can't really... I, I, I've done framing, but I prefer to paint and let Andy do the framing, absolutely. And there's a huge range of mats. I'm just about to get a big canvas done. Uh, and um, Andy, of course, has an answer for that. If you want to do canvases... Uh, they actually have a stretching service so uh, that's uh, very good for short people like me I can uh, utilise uh, the stretching service and suddenly I'll be able to join the police force yes um, the uh, canvas they use is uh, lightweight or heavy duty and uh, you just uh, say whatever size you want that's the great benefit uh, with a stretching service you're not uh, tied to the sizes that uh, the commercial um 
canvases tend to be. And uh, the thing that we did tell you last time about the shop hours is, is Monday they're closed and then uh, they are open uh, right through to Saturday. They didn't used to open on Saturday, uh, but now they're 9am to 5.30 every day except Saturday. They're open from 10 to 4 and closed on Monday. So uh, there's the uh, that's the griff. That's the information that you want. And uh, what have they got? Well, at the moment, they've got April special. April? This is April. What are you talking about, Andy? 25% off mediums and varnishes, apparently. And it's 57 Hanover Street. And I'll mention that um, number again for Art Zone Limited. It's um, 03477 That's pretty easy to remember. Uh, now, what's happening in the art world in uh, Dunedin and, um, and environs and roundabout, whatever? Uh, today I'm going to be talking about uh, on-plane air painting, in other words, in, in the open air, and um, that's uh, an interesting subject and something we should all try if we haven't, and uh, something we might learn if we have. Uh, the uh, Targo Art Society has brought out a new newsletter uh, for September-October, and uh, of course they've got, um, I think their AGM is uh, this this month, uh, and uh, so uh, the current president Doug Hart is standing down, and uh, the new president uh, new president will be appointed uh, by a popular vote, I guess. And um, the um, uh, new council, of course, will also be uh, appointed at that that time. Uh, the some of the interesting things they've been doing actually were um, they did a wonderful. Um, uh, um, uh, exhibition of uh, hidden landscapes, hidden Dunedin landscapes, and uh, some of the things that uh, uh, some of the uh, bright ideas that came through. Uh, Rachel Zajak uh, uh, did um, a ink on paper, very very simple, and one third prize, which was a thousand dollars for goodness sake. And uh, all he did was very cleverly kind of built landscapes into uh, uh, what is uh, drawn as a brick wall. And uh, so he gets two ideas across uh, the softness of a landscape and the um, solidity of a brick wall. Good idea. Uh, well deserved, Rachel. Uh, now, um, uh, what else has been happening? Some wonderful drawings and uh, paintings. They've opened the, uh, the doors to uh, uh, a whole range of uh, media. Uh, and uh, that's a great uh, thing to do because it allows uh, much more creativity uh, than may have been in the past. Uh, it's just been an, an evolution where uh, uh, in the early days they said you're, you've got to be either a painter or a painter. That's it. Uh, but nowadays you can be a painter, you can uh, use a whole range, you could even use your yonos and uh, no doubt um, you, you might be the first one to uh, to be able to, to win uh, some kind of a competition uh, using... Uh, uh, you only need one. Um, what else has happened? Uh, well, Art Zone, of course, do, still doing 25% off easels. That's good. Um, we've got some uh, wonderful um, uh, artworks in their newsletter. You can actually download the newsletter uh, from uh, your computer, which is a pretty good idea. 
Uh, there's a picture here of Raimo Kuperinen. He's an amazing chap. He's a they can now call him a multimedia artist, and well deserved it is. He's um, staining some trees in a, in a photograph there for uh, Mayarama. That's uh, his um, uh, coined his phrase. Uh, Mayarama being a sort of a three-dimensional style woodblock construction. And uh, he uses all sorts of materials. Some of the uh, he puts lights in his paintings uh, and his works, and uh, he will often have mirrors in there. And uh, so you can look into a, a, a sort of a so-called um, uh, impression of a building, and it'll stretch away into the distance because the use of mirrors. It looks as if it's uh, uh, three-dimensional, and uh, it, it really fantastic to see. Uh, uh, the uh, there's an art centre exhibition coming up. Uh, I understand, alternative art centre exhibition. That's uh, the people that paint through the day. Uh, they're um, often uh, unemployed, or they've uh, 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 they're exercising their uh, ability to paint uh, uh, through the day at uh, art centre. It's lovely to go there and have a look and see what they're doing. Uh, the, the Dunedin Public Art Gallery, well, uh, it's using their wonderful... You know, they've got over 1,600 works that were either gifted uh, by the, the Dunedin Public Art Gallery Society uh, or otherwise um, through uh, um, uh, being left paintings or, or you know, legacies. Uh, and uh, also in the early days uh, when there was lots of money around, they uh, used to... Uh, uh, be gifted uh, many fine uh, works of art uh, and uh, the collection is really quite remarkable and um, I think if you go onto the art uh, uh, there onto their um, uh, website uh, you can uh, explore the collection uh, just by clicking a logo uh, it, it, you'll see the uh, instructions and uh, some of the wonderful um, artists, John Weeks, for instance, he was he lived between 1886 and 1965. Girolamo Pieri Balati Nelli, who was one of the uh, absolutely um, critical uh, uh, people, uh, artists who uh, uh, taught a lot of our early artists. And uh, that is, um, uh, he lived from 1860 to 1926. Very, very uh, well-known uh, artist and teacher. Uh, Derek Ball, a bit more up, up to up to the up to date. Derek Ball was a uh, um, a potter, and uh, the uh, one of the collections is one of his. He was uh, an award-winning uh, potter. Uh, they've got to, uh, works by Gretchen Albrecht, uh, you know, col in, amongst their collection. And uh, if you don't know Gretchen Albrecht, she often painted very um, uh, odd-shaped uh, canvases like those you could get uh, prepared for you by Art Zone if you wanted to. And she would often use hemispheres uh, for uh, painting her oils. Uh, so that's uh, something about the Dunedin uh, Public Art Gallery. That, in fact, uh, they have a radio show as well, which um, uh, so I, I, I'm probably um, pushing their wonderful uh, radio show. Uh, and um, we have a few art uh, interest in, interests uh, represented in Otago Access Radio. And uh, Sally McMillan is a presenter for the, uh, the Otago Access Radio radio show. And every fourth Monday of the month, 
you will get. Uh, I had a listen to it uh, yesterday, actually, and it's called Sightlines. And it's very, very interesting. They're usually a discussion uh, between people who are at the heart of art in uh, Dunedin. Uh, for instance, they had uh, the head of exhibitions and creative services at Otago Museum, uh, Craig Scott, and uh, they had uh, uh, Dr. Margot Barton, the professor and academic leader for fashion. So you uh, can hear um, programs with a wide range of uh, artistic interests. So that's the Dunedin Public Art Gallery uh, and uh, we uh, also have uh, well, I'd better tell you what the uh, Dunedin Public Art Gallery uh, what the frequent, well it's 105.4 FM of course silly Ron, and it's 12.30pm every fourth Monday of the month. Well, that's um, Probably uh, got it started anyway, and uh, we'll be talking about on pl uh, uh, plein air painting. Uh, we might uh, look at a few uh, 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 New Zealand or, or Austra and Australian artists and how they approach it and give you some hints. Uh, but let's have um, a little bit of music, uh, and we'll start with, oh, I think we'll have, uh, oh, I think probably on plein air, uh, would be the ideal uh, song would be about a beautiful evening. Can you imagine being out early morning and in the evening are the ways to paint in plain air? And so we're going to uh, have uh, one of my favourite uh, uh, musical groups. Uh, they're called High Society and they're going to sing about a beautiful evening.
Kissing in the moonlight of the dawn Carving our initials on the sycamore tree A candlelight dinner at a French cafe Talk about the weather and drink champagne That's high society. Such a beautiful evening. Ah, indeed. And uh, uh, I do love that album. Uh, and oh, it's a bit rare, I think. But I'll play a bit more of it, I think, uh, today uh, before we finish. Uh, I thought I'd better mention the uh, number of uh, uh, art uh, events that are happening, exhibitions in particular. And I did mention Art Centre and uh, the Alternative Arts Centre Annual Exhibition 2021 is on uh, right now. So uh, uh, it's quite uh, uh, very, very interesting and lots of fun too. Uh, the Alexandra Central Stories Museum and Art Gallery, uh, they have a festival art exhibition uh, and uh, it's uh, just uh, the Blossom Festival, in fact, which is a Central Otago phenomenon. Uh, the Community Gallery at 20 Princes Street has the, the Potter's Group exhibition. Uh, and that finishes, um, well, might be finished quite soon. So, rush in. Not Russian, rush in. Uh, the Dunedin Public Art Gallery in the Octagon is uh, has a wonderful uh, uh, Andrew Barber uh, unveiling the stars. Uh, and, and of course there's Joanna Margaret Paul with the Imagined in the Context of a Room which I mentioned last uh, last time uh, and uh, the um, Ede Gallery in Clyde uh, has Autumn Light Central by Philip Beadle and uh, I know Philip Beadle he came and stayed with me once and instead of paying me board uh, he sent me a painting what a great thing to do um, the Eastern Southland Gallery, oh, you've got to go there. If you ever go to Gore, you must go there. Uh, that is such a beautiful gallery. Not only is the building beautiful, uh, but the, the uh, it's a wonderful collection. And uh, <coughs> the uh, uh, Ewan McLeod is featured with, uh, with a, um, and Gregory O'Brien, uh, with um, an exhibition called Local Knowledge. Uh, but they have hotaries and they have... Um, uh, Rita Angus and uh, they have a wonderful selection of work there um, it, they call it the uh, the Moni collection M-O-N-E-Y a, uh, a man who uh, wanted his collection to be uh, left to a gallery uh, that would hi- highlight it and indeed they've done that at uh, the Eastern Southland Gallery in Gore um, the FE29 Gallery in Sandringham Street in Dunedin uh, in St Clair has been around for a while now and they've got a show called uh, Still Iconic, a show by John Lyle. Uh, the wonderful Forrester Gallery in Thames Street, Omeroo. Uh, they always have a wonderful uh, selection of works available. 
and something in the water, uh, Lilburn, McCann and Frame. I mean, these are just uh, artists that are uh, legendary uh, and can be seen there at that wonderful uh, gallery in Omaru. Uh, the Hocken Collection in Anzac Avenue has got uh, a Ralph Hotry's Rain, uh, sort of uh, echoing what was at Zaneen Public Art Gallery for a while. And uh, they've also got uh, some work by Bridget Rewetti, uh, Pōkai Whenua and Pōkai Moana. Um, the, there's an art space in Cromwell called the Hullabaloo Art Space and uh, Fire and Fusion is featured there, Ceramics by Robert Franklin. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Um, actually, uh, it's, it's interesting to see some of the places that do um, uh, offer work uh, on display and the Mercy Hospital has an art wall. There's something that uh, is interesting because if you quite a lot of people go there to get their bloods done and stuff. And 72 Newington Avenue is where Mercy Hospital is <clears throat> and they're devoted a wall to, uh, to art. And there's Books in Flight by Jill Bowie. Uh, Milford Galleries in Dunedin and Dowling Street. Celebrations, Pat Hanley, Into the Forest by Mark Mitchell. So there's two uh, artists there uh, featured. Uh, now let's see. Oh, the Murray Gallery has a sea change, and Baldock, and it's been featured in the newspaper and also in the the Otago Art Society uh, newsletter. That's in Fifty Five Princess Street. Uh, the of course the Otago uh, Art Society Gallery in the Dunedin Railway Station. Wow, what a, what a good idea that was! And uh, they have um, a Ceramics Association of New Zealand National Diamond Jubilee Exhibition. Uh, there's a, a gallery that I've, I haven't mentioned before is PC Art, uh, with a P spelt P E A C spelt S E A and Art PC Art, and that's in Port Chalmers, and they've got uh, an exhibition called uh, Cornerstone, uh, which is uh, to fund to fundraise for the Sims Building. Uh, what else have we got uh, that's interesting? Oh, well, Michael Greaves is showing at the RDS Gallery in 6 Castle Street. And uh, that's uh, Michael's a really up-and-coming artist. Uh, well, he's, I think he might be already up and he's come, actually. And uh, we've got uh, the Tuitu Otago Settlers Museum has a, uh, a display just known as, or entitled, Wahine. Uh, and the Waikowiti Coast Heritage Centre, last but not least, at 200 Main Road, has uh, an open exhibition for, with 12 local artists. So there you go. If you didn't think you were up to date before, you're up to date now. And there's a, just a wealth of opportunities for you to get out in uh, Dunedin and, uh, and, and, and uh, around about. Uh, so before we, we um, get into On Plain Air... Uh, I think we'll have another another bit of music. What do you think? Um, and I, I did like um, those guys uh, from uh, um, High Society. Uh, what do we play? All my life, I'll give you nothing. Well, that's very... Well, I don't know that that's such a good idea, but we'll try it, eh? <laughs> Star. He wears a diamond ring 
wonderful and uh, when he fades out going up and up and up I'm sure he couldn't have got much further higher than that uh, but anyway that's High Society one of my favourites and uh, we've been talking about uh, well we're going to talk about On Plain Air and I suppose first we'd better just talk about what that really is uh, and so the answer really is that On Plain Air it's a French phrase and it means 
in the open air, simple as that. And with summer coming along, well, of course, uh, that's an opportunity to get outside and outdoors and paint. And it's a wonderful way to um, uh, hone your skills because although uh, we are confined to a rectangle of paper, uh, when you get out into the open air, you're not confined in uh, the view that you're about to portray. So uh, certainly uh, that uh, m- uh, involves a lot of uh, decision-making about what, how you're going to compose your painting and how you're going to simplify it right away down to its uh, bare essentials. And that simplification is very, very important. So I'm going to... Uh, give you a bit of a summary of On Plain Air and then uh, I will uh, quote some of the uh, we will say masters of to- of today's On Plain Air painting uh, and so that uh, we can see what their ideas are about it and perhaps it'll give uh, you budding artists and you uh, and hopefully also you uh, uh, practiced artists uh, some, we're always looking for new ideas and ways in which we might be able to improve ourselves. So anyway, it, uh, as I say, a French phrase meaning in the open air and describes the process of painting a landscape outdoors. Uh, although it has also been applied uh, to the, the work itself. It defines a simple ter- technical approach and a whole artistic credo of truth to sensory reality, a refusal to mythologise or fictionalise landscape and a commitment to the idea of the artist as a creative labourer rather than a master. Painting in the open air is recorded as far back as the Renaissance, but it was generally done in preparation for a studio painting. Only in the 19th century, through the cumulative efforts of artists such as John Constable, Camille Corot and Claude Monet, did painting on plein air come to stand for the ethos of modernity and fidelity to nature, which it still implies. <clears throat> More than any other movement, it was Impressionism that became synonymous with open-air painting, which is thus also associated with the attention to light and atmosphere that defined that school. So today, on plein air painting, once considered an odd affectation, is what much of the public pictures when they imagine an artist at work is favoured by many semi-professional and amateur artists. So what um, ideas and accomplishments uh, do you gain from painting on plein air? Well, it allows you to capture the emotional and sensory dimensions of a landscape at a particular moment in time. Quite hard to capture, actually, because it's constantly moving. So it gives you, it, it in fact, it forces you into spontaneity and truth to your personal impulse. And uh, the popularity of 19th century plein air painting today, as compared to academic historical paintings from the same period, shows how the technique allows artists to communicate directly to viewers without intellectual artifice. It's a lovely uh, way of uh, freeing up uh, your painting's uh, style, uh, which uh, it can flow into your work uh, in the studio. Often uh, you will take a, a work that you have done plein air and maybe you'll rework it in the studio. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, you've uh, got the essence of it in uh, uh, when you've actually been at that very location. 
Um, it did uh, become associated, as I said before, with the Impressionist movement, although it had been pioneered by early generations of artists from, from English Romantic pa- painters such as John Constable, which we all have seen his outdoor paintings, and the Barbizon School of Central France. For that reason, on plein air painting often signifies a commitment to the loose, light, quick brushwork that marks out the Impressionist approach. It's um, uh, it's really considered as an ethos rather than a technique. It casts a huge shadow over modern art as a whole because it signified the honest, unadorned, unadorned depiction of reality and was thus bound up with radical, formal or social commitments. In the work of Courbet and Cezanne, for example, painting on plein air stood for cultural and stylistic revolution respectively, though it was the latter link that became more influential given Cezanne's huge influence on Cubism. So the rise of painting on plein air across the 19th century was uh, really uh, coextensive with the rise of landscape painting as a legitimate artistic genre. In the early 19th century, landscapes were only a worthy subject of attention if they provided the backdrop to a mythological or historical tableau. By the end of that century, it was, a true, it was true that landscapes, particularly natural landscapes, were worthy of attention in their own right. So that's what we are aiming for these days, and we simplify it by looking at the, uh, at the scene in front of our eyes and then uh, getting it down to its absolute basics. That's, that's the skill of uh, on plein air painting. And, of course, the famous artists... Uh, that uh, I've mentioned some of them, John Constable, Jean-Baptiste Camille Corot, uh, Jean-Francois Millet, uh, Theodore Rousseau, Claude Monet, uh, and looking at the French Barbizon School I've mentioned before, and also the Hudson River School from uh, America, uh, and uh, the um, uh, the Haywain by John Constable is probably a very good uh, example of... Uh, of the work, uh, Constable uh, would apparently his father owned uh, the cottage that is depicted in the, in the sketch, and is located on the River Stour, dividing uh, the countries, uh, the counties of Sussex and Essex, and um, so Constable had grown up with the sight of that setting, a familiar scene. He's actually he actually said uh, that the, the, his surroundings made me a painter. And I am grateful. The sound of water escaping from mill dams, etc., willows, old rotten planks, slimy posts, and brickwork. I love such things. So there you can. It says it tells us uh, the way that he felt about his countryside and that he presented to us in such a wonderful manner. Um, another uh, famous uh, painter, Theodore Rousseau. Uh, he uh, did uh, well, one of his most famous works was a cluster of tall trees overlooking the plain of Clairbois at the age of Barbreu. And uh, this was painted between 1849 and 55. And uh, it's a beautiful uh, illuminated uh, painting, light on the background through trees. Uh, give that a go. That's a wonderful thing to do. I've seen a lot of paintings uh, lately uh, where they do that. Uh, and it gives you a beautiful contrast of uh, dark trees against a, dark, uh, a light background. Uh, the central oak tree in uh, uh, Rousseau's painting is illuminated by light, and the deep shadows of the surrounding forest and turbulent sky of the open plain evokes the primal power of, power of nature. 
And as art critic Christopher Knight wrote of Rousseau, the forest primeval was his great subject. The chestnuts and ancient oaks of Fontainebleau replaced the elders of church and state as cultural symbols of enduring power, mystery and beauty. What a wonderful way to look at a um, an on-plane uh, work of art uh, as uh, uh, such a lofty uh, uh, description. Uh, who else have we got important uh, important uh, on plein air artists? Well, I think probably um, uh, well the, one of the, one of the French uh, artists. I think probably uh, Daubigny was uh, one, or Monet, or Pissarro, uh, Vincent Van Gogh, of course. So all of those are worth having a look at. Monet, in particular, I would have thought. Uh, so look them up and have a look, uh, and see if you can't. Um, uh, get some inspiration from uh, from that work, and from the work of these what I would call master painters. Now, after the uh, after a bit of music, I think some more music, uh, we will uh, enter into the world of the of the uh, uh, on plain air artists of the present day. And so, uh, let's hear Frank Sinatra. He's going to sing the old master painter uh, in keeping with the ones that we've just been talking about. The old master painter from the faraway hills Painted the violets and the daffodils He put the purple in the twilight haze Then did a rainbow for the rainy days Dreamed up the murals on the blue summer skies Painted the devil in my darling's eyes Captured the dreamer with a thousand thrills The old master painter from the faraway hills then came his masterpiece and when he was through He smiled down from heaven and he gave me you What a beautiful job on that wonderful day The old master painter from the hills far away Painter from the faraway hills Painted the violets and the daffodils He put the purple in the twilight haze Then did a rainbow for the rainy days Dreamed of the murals on the blue summer skies Painted the devil in my darling's eyes Captured the dreamer with a thousand thrills The old master painter from the faraway hills his masterpiece and when he was through he smiled down from heaven and he gave me you what a beautiful job on that wonderful day the old master painter from the hills far away far away thank you frankie frankie sinatra talking about the old uh, master painter 
painting the hills far away, far away, far away, drifting far away. And uh, that is, uh, of course, uh, how our uh, on plain air uh, paintings uh, are uh, out in the fine, uh, fresh air of summer. And just uh, that's uh, what um, uh, we are able to enjoy uh, going outdoors and uh, and painting uh, the beautiful New Zealand scenes. You know, artists uh, are envious of the beautiful air and scenes that we have here in New Zealand. Uh, there, everything's so clear. You can see for miles and miles, uh, and not uh, uh, with smog and all these uh, uh, horrible things of the industrial world getting in the way. So Dunedin is, uh, sorry, New Zealand is renowned for its uh, beautiful landscapes. Now I'm going to focus on two particular um, artists. Uh, ma- uh, they are master painters, and they are master painters. Uh, well, both from Australia, actually. Um, I'm going to uh, uh, mention Alvaro Castanier, and uh, he is um, someone that's well worth looking at. You can find uh, lots of uh, stuff on uh, YouTube that would allow you to uh, find out how Alvaro works. Uh, We'll just say uh, that he has a a very... uh, He's written a number of books, and I'll I'll, uh, quote Alvaro, uh, when he's more uh, talking about uh, on plain air. There is so much to be gained from painting on sight. When you breathe in nature, take in the colours and sounds of the world around you and experience how the transitory light creates a magical but momentary mood, your, word ca- your work cannot help but be invigorated. When you paint on location, you obviously have to work more quickly, but your work inevitably looks fresher and more spontaneous. The benefits are tremendous. Go out, paint without fear, and enjoy yourself. If you make a mistake, fix it or start again. Well done, Alvaro. Good advice. He does mention here the four pillars of watercolour. All four pillars of watercolour are at work within my paintings. Colour, shape, values, and edges. There we go. I'm going to repeat that. Colour, shape, values, and edges. When you work on site, call on these four friends and you have a great opportunity to create a dynamic painting. Colour, this is an harmonious painting uh, uh, when you use colour the way I I do, since most of it's done with warm colours. Yellow ochre, burnt sienna, cadmium red and deep scarlet. So that's colour of the four pillars. Shape, the biggest shape is obviously the buildings and the shadows within them versus the negative shape being the sky. Then we have medium shapes of rooftops, umbrellas, canopies and awnings, and the smaller shapes such as figures add life and balance. These are the bikes, people and so on. Edges. I work with lots of lost and and found edges to create a dynamic scene. I create a soft look, particularly for rooftops, in contrast looking at the sharp edge, on various bits and pieces in the painting, like umbrellas or uh, uh, figures, again, and the dry brush strokes on on the bikes. Values for maximum impact. I place the darkest dark below on the shadows, achieving a big contrast. That really works for Alvo Castagne and would work for you too. So that compares the values in a well-lit area of the painting to the values that give painting its depth and weight and enhance the light streaming into the painting. So that's um, uh, uh, sort of a summary of Alvaro's uh, 
philosophy, I suppose you could say. And uh, the other uh, painter that I have uh, uh, landed on is David Taylor, another Australian artist. And he says, I feel it is important to say that attitude plays a huge part in result. Positive breeds positive, and each journey is an adventure you should enjoy. No matter what happens, good or bad, or somewhere in between, nature is also, uh, also is the greatest teacher. Looking is learning. Creation and the heat and the cold, the flies and the wind, but also the sheer joy at the end of it when we see the result. You have captured a fleeting moment, but you will remember the experience your whole life long. I often produce larger works from the plein air pieces in my studio, but it's important to choose the subject carefully. I go back and back to the places I love to paint, and perhaps this would be another piece of advice I could share. You should study and enjoy the locations of your choice. Um, creation and planning thoughts that go into each work set the benchmark. Watercolour is such an expressive medium for depicting the moment and painting outdoors as a mesmerising experience which leaves indelible memories. We can look back and remember the sun and the rain of that particular day. So some more advice from uh, um, David Taylor. For, uh, materials. I love the simplicity of setting up without a lot of fuss and that's why I like a camera tripod to put my painting on. It is light and easy to pack in a small carry bag. A metal bracket is attached to hold the board that I stretch my paper on. So um, a hint, here's a hint. It's important to test the colours you intend to use when painting in different weather conditions and over quite a long period to make sure they are suitable. So uh, he uh, is quite a believer in using, uh, you know, even if you, if you paint in the rain, you'd be amazed at uh, some of the interesting things that happen. So don't, uh, don't pack up as soon as it starts raining. Keep going. That's a good idea. Um, let's see. Oh, his palette. Uh, my colours are tube colours. And although I've used Windsor & Newton for many years, I've found that companies such as Daniel Smith have produced some wonderful colours that I'm very impressed with. I'm grateful there's such interest in watercolour painting today that manufacturers are seeking to produce high-quality colour that sings in the painting. I love my earth colours in cobalt blue, French ultramarine, thalo or Windsor blue, and manganese blue hue. Blue and uh, yellow seem to be very uh, um, important in, uh, out, uh, in on plain air painting. Of course, there are many colours I could list, but I want to mention the main colours that get used regularly. Raw sienna. Raw umber, light red, brown matter, burnt sienna, burnt umber, sepia, quinacridone magenta, organic vermilion, perylene green and undersea green are earthy and strong. Aurelian and cadmium lemon are very useful. Cadmium orange and cobalt teal blue or cobalt turquoise, alizarin crimson or neutral tint. Well, uh, thank you very much, David. Uh, in other words, just about everything I would say. <laughs> yeah, um, ad advice from him is try if you can paint in the morning or late afternoon light. I mentioned that before. Between noon and 2 p.m., the sun is at its highest, flattening both shapes and shadows. Uh, and um, painting outdoors implies simplifying your subject. If you're wondering whether or not to keep an element in your composition, you already know the answer. No. <laughs> good, good advice. Um a fellow called Pierre Valancourt, he says, you can learn a lot from painting on plein air, and in my opinion, you can make progress more quickly than in the studio. It's much harder, 
especially in watercolour, which is pretty unforgiving. But the more difficult the challenge, the prouder you feel when you succeed. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, so um, it's, it's, it's a way of stretching yourself a little bit. Well, we've come to the end of our Arty Farty show for today. Uh, and I hope you've uh, been encouraged to, um, uh, to learn how to, uh, to paint on plein air. Uh, and at least go out and take a chance. Uh, as um, uh, Robert uh, t- um, uh, Wade once said, he said, uh, uh, don't worry, uh, you, you've always got a strong arm and you can just uh, rip it in half if things are looking bad. He says, I, 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 think I'd be, I think I've approved that one too much. How's that? That's a good way of looking at it. And he's quite prepared to ditch it or put it away and bring it up again and you may want to have another go at it later. So you've been we're listening to the Arty Farty Show. I'm Ron Esplin. I'm delighted to have been um, uh, able to have you guys as my guest today to listen to uh, things about art. Uh, you've been listening on uh, Otago Access Radio, uh, 105.4 FM and uh, uh, 1575 AM. And uh, I think uh, we can uh, close with, uh, oh yes, what a lot of the uh, 1800s Uh, 19th century painters were wearing top hat and tails. Okay, take it away, high society.
Hat and Tails, Tom Hat and Tails, Tom Hat and Tails. Ooh, you better grab him while you can. Tom Hat and Tails, the sign of a gentleman. Tom Hat and Tails, born in black and white. Tom Hat and Tails, Tom Hat and Tails. You better grab him while you can. Tom Hat and Tails, you better grab him, you better grab him. Tom Hat and Tails, you better grab him, you better grab him. We said, This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.